Welcome, people of the internet, lovers of TV, and the Federal Bureau of Investigation. We are the Plot Finders. We watch the premiere and finale of a TV show we haven't seen before and deduce what happened in between. I'm Tony Camarena, and join me, as always, is my co-host, Al Rodriguez. Today, hey, we're fun. Oh, <laughs> we gotta get that timing right. Hold on. Yeah, I'll just yeah. do that again. Okay? Oh, okay. That seems fair. Uh, Darren, just edit all this out. Oh, cool. I'm Tony Camarena, and joined, uh, as always, by my co-host, Al Rodriguez. Hey, hey, everyone. I wasn't sure if I should uh, uh, talk there or not. I just assumed you were going to skip past me. Um, Darren, edit this out, too. <laughs> you know what? Keep one of them. <laughs> Keep one of these two. <laughs> okay. However many right. times that we have to redo the intro, Darren, keep one of them. All right. Should we go again? <laughs> No. <laughs> All right. I think we're well, good. Well, today we are finding the plot for season two of CBS's FBI. Um, but before we get to that, Al, what have you been up to lately? Uh, all right. So, Tony, sometime within the past year, I told you, in confidence, of course, because I didn't mm -hmm. want you telling anyone, um, that I watch esports now. Um specifically the Overwatch League, because I, I really like playing that game, and they have a professional league for that. Um, well, last year, the league started up in March, and I I needed my fix, because unfortunately, they delayed it till, till May, so that way they can start it with a beta for the next Overwatch game. Ah. And um, so I, I had to look around for something, and now it turns out that I watch uh, competitive chess. So that became a thing for me. Well, I'm so glad you got over your embarrassment of esports, um, and I'm not sure how I should feel about you watching competitive chess. Is it all right? I've always wondered this. Do they use a little timer thing? <laughs> um, so I I've seen two. So I, I I actually did watch like a couple months ago. It was a big tournament. Uh, mm -hmm. They were in person, and yes, they were actually touching the the timer. Um, the what's ones that, that I've been watching. For? Hmm? What's that timer for? Uh, <laughs> so the different kinds of tournaments, you get so much time. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so you like you get so much time to make a move and so much time in total. And then you have like, like the, the one that I saw, it was like you had two hours to make your first 40 moves, something to that effect. And then after that, it goes to some different way of, of time. And I don't remember what that is, but um, it's, it's just a, a different way to, to force people to, to play. Um, the tournament yeah. that I watched this past Sunday uh, was 10 minutes in total for the game. So it was uh, rapid chess. And so they had 10 minutes in total for, for theirs, uh, unless it went to a draw and then they went to three minutes. And then if it went to a draw, it went to one minute. And then if it went to a draw again, it went to whatever they called Armageddon, which I have no idea what that is. And oh, I wanted one of them to go to Armageddon. That's way more intense <laughs> so than I thought chess could get. <laughs> it is, is there surprisingly like, tense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there like a, a special like God and Devil piece and <laughs> the final fight <laughs> if in the last if you make it to Armageddon? I God, maybe. That would be so cool. <laughs> 
and it's 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 got to be one of the pawns too i would hope right yeah that's like your your special one the one you like yeah i mean you know what they um, say the meek will inherit the earth so one of the meek is the christ and the other was the antichrist i'm assuming in chess mm-hmm. yeah well, yeah sure yeah <laughs> see um what i've been up to um uh, well, I've been injured. Uh, I'm down to one limb because I burnt my arm, hurt my heel, and I popped my other knee out of the socket. Uh, so I've been playing, uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned this last week. I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn because I'm always a one release behind whatever's currently coming out. So Horizon Forbidden <laughs> West came out. I've had Horizon Zero Dawn on my shelf for like two years, three years. So I might as well play it now. <laughs> It's a really good game. I can't wait for the sequel. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah. So um, this is that's the first one, right? I I haven't played any yeah. of the games. Yeah, it's the first one. Um, yeah, Her- Horizon uh, Forbidden West is the second one that came out a couple weeks ago. Um, okay. yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's uh a poke poke post apocalyptic world where machines have like taken over the earth, but in like filling of niches that uh animals do so there's like just grazing ones and there a lot of them look like dinosaurs there's like a velociraptor one and pteranodon ones and stuff like that and then humans have regressed into like tribes and stuff and someone finds a piece of technology that kind of understands the machines and she's trying to figure out why they're attacking people now and that's your main character it's pretty good Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I heard good things about it when it came out. And the new one. <laughs> yeah. It's it's open world, so that's why it takes me forever to finish them, too. Because there's just so oh, much yeah. stuff to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that, that is a downside with a lot of a lot of games recently, right? There's just... Mm-hmm. There, there's too much. And... Uh, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up a big Final Fantasy fan. And, like, I remember... When Final Fantasy Thirteen came out, uh, people were like, "Is just it's super linear and it's like, it's essentially one long hallway." I mean, um, and I'm like, "But it tells a good story," and I was totally down for that. I will watch. I will play through a good story instead of having a bajillion things and then completely lose track of the main quest because I'm doing fourteen thousand side quests. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like so many games now, they'll just throw in side quests because they need that extra content and it's like mm-hmm. the same thing over and over and it's it, it it eventually you're just grinding because you're like well i i i'm halfway to this achievement i just want to unlock yep. it i guess i'll i'll do it that'll be my next hour of my life just wasted doing that that's it yep mm-hmm. yeah uh usually in open world games i'll keep doing that until i get fed up and then i'll just finally do the main quest I get like so tired of this world, but I want to see how the story ends. Uh, the only time I do complete everything is apparently if I'm playing a superhero game, because I've only done it for the Spider-Man games and the Batman Arkham games. <laughs> they find everything. <laughs> um, beside that, uh, my wife and I we watched uh, finally watched In the Heights, the Lin Manuel musical yesterday, and it was good. Oh, cool. Yeah, it wasn't. Sure. I mean, it's no Hamilton, but I liked it. <laughs> All right, cool. I had been meaning to watch that. Um, I was debating either watching that or the day I was deciding was also the day that um, West Side Story came out on mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And I had, 
I never had any interest in watching West Side Story, but for some reason, the tr- the commercials, the trailer just made it look really good. So I thought, yeah, sure, I'll I'll watch it. And uh, I think you made the the better choice there. Actually, you've seen yeah. both. What do you think? I, yeah, I uh, yeah, because I saw West Side Story in the theaters because I'm a huge Spielberg fan. Um, mm-hmm. I they're very, very, very different. Uh, West Side Story is <laughs> a better film. And uh, In the Heights is a better musical, in my opinion. Uh, strangely okay. enough, they're both about Latino people in New York. It occurred to me halfway through <laughs> In the Heights. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. I, I don't want to delay our uh, plot finding mission too much, but I, I just have a question for you since we're on the topic. Okay. I'm assuming you saw the original West Side Story? I have not. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. <laughs> I was wondering uh, if they just, like, did they just use the same script, remake it, but, like, newer? That, that was my Um, question. That is my understanding. They tweaked a few things, like, um, spoilers for West Side Story, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> older lady that Tony lives with, the uh, the Puerto Rican woman who had married a white guy and was running the store, apparently... Mm-hmm that was a man in the other story. Like it was like the husband didn't die. It was like just flipped in the original. Um, hmm. Okay. I was, did you finish West Side Story? Cause last time we talked, you didn't finish it. You hadn't finished it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A- after a total of four different sittings. Yes. I finished okay. it. Yeah. Sounds like me and Justice League, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I know because I was trying to show because I saw West Side Story in theaters by myself. Um, I think it came out around the holiday season, and I've got time off because I'm a teacher. But I was trying to explain to my wife there's that scene. Uh, I think it's called Cool, where they're throwing a gun around, and I'm just like, you know, I'm a 21st century uh, left leaning person. I was just freaked out that that gun was going to go off and kill somebody that whole time they were throwing that gun around. <laughs> So I I wanted to show at least, and I wanted to pop on YouTube, and I found the original version. Apparently, the original version, they weren't throwing a gun around. Um, it was, They were just getting ready oh. for the fight. So, like, some things have tweaked, but oh, it's mostly okay. the same. At least the songs are definitely the same. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm sure yeah. all the plot points were the same, too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about something else. Yes, <laughs> I didn't have a better qualifier. Let's talk about season two of C- CBS's FBI. I I wasn't sure if it was CBS or or if they moved it to um, Paramount Plus only now. I because they've done I, that with a few shows. I am assuming. Well, I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Let me see where FBI plays. Uh, but I assume it's on CBS. Um, okay, all right, got it. Yeah, because yeah, I know that they have done that for at least one other show, so, okay. Right. No, it's still on CBS. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good for them, I guess. Um. So, before we start, Al, what did you know about FBI before we watched these two episodes? <laughs> all right, Um. so I think anyone who's listened to our previous episodes of, of uh, this podcast, The Plot Finders, knows that I absolutely despise the Paramount Plus app, but I've been using it a lot mm-hmm. recently to watch Star Trek Discovery. And so I've been seeing a lot of commercials <laughs> for different shows that are on that app. And so I knew 
that there were like three or four different FBI shows on Paramount Plus. And that's it. That's all I knew, that there were multiple shows with this title. How about you? Um, I knew that FBI stood for Federal Bureau of Investigation. Um, mm-hmm. it was it started in the 1930s to combat uh, people who were going against prohibition. Um, I know once it was run by J. Edgar Hoover. The show, on the other hand, I knew nothing about. <laughs> I knew I knew a little bit about the history of the FBI. <laughs> um, okay. Doing some research after we watched this show, uh, apparently it's part of the cinematic universe. You are totally right, but it doesn't only include the three FBI shows. Apparently, it includes a bunch mm-hmm. of sh- Chicago shows like Chicago PD, Chicago Fire. Sh- um, that that visiting cop is from the one of the Chicago shows in the last the mm-hmm. finale episode. Um, also. Yeah. Uh, they've crossed mm-hmm. over with uh, different versions of Law and Order, so it's all part of a cinematic universe or television universe. <laughs> yeah, so I actually wrote down everything. Um, I'm not going to read them all, but I didn't know that there were this many shows because the, these were all created by Dick Wolf. Like I, mm-hmm. I saw it on this show, and I was like, "Yeah, his name looks really familiar." Why? It's like, "Oh, that's right." Okay, so he did Law and Order. So mm-hmm. Law and Order, SVU, Organized Crime, Criminal Talent, Trial by Jury, LA, True Crime, and Law and Order, Hate Crimes. Then Chicago, Fire, PD, Med, and Justice. And finally, the three FBI's. FBI, FBI Most Wanted, and FBI International, which <laughs> I I don't... I, I question... I don't know. The, I, I, Where is the I, FBI jurisdiction? Is that what you're asking? Yes. yes. Like, I get the feeling that this is a real thing that it's based on, but... It just gives me more questions that I'm never going to look up. So oh, that's true. That's definitely true. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so. their jurisdiction is wherever the Avengers have jurisdiction, which is like all of time and space, I believe. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, not Wakanda, of course, but I mean, they fought there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> but if they were told no, then they would have respectfully just walked outside of the bubble and had their much smaller fight outside <laughs> yeah that's true um all right should we uh jump into to the like the summaries yes yeah that's a good idea so go ahead and read the your your summary that you've got down for the first episode right. of season two season two episode one called little egypt a premiered september 24th 2019 my third wedding anniversary a bomb goes off inside a Syrian restaurant in New York. Omar, also known as Beardy, is upset because there's a place he ate at once when he was 10. Omar and his partner Maggie investigate and find out from a witness that it was a young white man who dropped the bomb off in a backpack. They easily track the guy down, and he says that the, he was paid to do it by another white guy he met online. They track that guy down, but find out he's actually Muslim. He had been attacked by white people and wanted to get attention get attention on how difficult it was for Muslim people in America. Omar is approached by the witness from the restaurant. He is actually an undercover FBI agent named Joseph. Omar agrees to help him get some other terrorists by posing as a member of Al-Qaeda. The targets are two 20-year-old kids. Omar feels conflicted about arresting people who, who are just considering crimes instead of people who already committed those same crimes. 
Later, Omar finds out that the kids hooked up with a radicalized imam and set a bomb in Central Park. They catch, they catch all three perpetrators, and Maggie disarms the bomb. Also, Kristen gets a new uh, gets a promotion to agent and a new partner, which is probably important for character stuff. <laughs> yep. Um, and really quickly, um, before Tony started his uh, uh, intro or his description of the episode, uh, he mentioned that that date was his uh, third wedding anniversary. Now, I, I just want to be clear. You might think that's his wedding anniversary of being married for three years, or you might think <laughs> that's the anniversary of the third time he got married. It's definitely one of those two. Thanks, buddy. All Thanks right, so I'm going to go up. ahead and read the... Uh... Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll go ahead and read uh, the description for the finale episode, which was episode 18, Emotional Rescue, which premiered March 31st of 2020. In a crossover episode with another show in the Dick Wolf universe, FBI agent O.A. is joined by Detective Upton of the Chicago PD. They spend the hour looking for a murderer who just wants to sell drugs and is willing to use violence to get his way. Eventually, they find out about Lucas, the roommate to Amon, who was killed earlier, who I forgot to mention in this intro. And uh, Lucas is also the boyfriend of Harper. Uh, also, plus, Lucas is a low-level drug dealer. Uh, his girlfriend, Harper, gets found by the FBI, and they have to get the drugs from Lucas to save Harper's dad. They do, and the episode ends with everyone happy. Yay. Well, not everyone. I don't think Lucas is happy. <laughs> nope, nope. He's happy. That's that's what I wrote down. He, he must be. <laughs> I don't remember, but I'm th that has to be what happened. Okay, cool, cool. How about the, the gang members who got arrested? Were they happy? They... Yeah, they, they owed, like, a ton of money in credit card debt, and so now they don't have to pay that. I doubt the credit card companies would just forgive the debt because you're in prison. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they won't, but, like, now they're going to actually give up trying to get the money from you, right? <laughs> I mean, probably. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's not like student loans. They they can't go after your family or something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> unlike... I, well, just like our other shows, this is a highly serialized show where every plot point connects to every other plot point, I'm sure of, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we only choose those shows. Like, it's it's not like half of our list of random shows to watch are, like, episodic. No, no. no that, mm -hmm. yeah. that would be crazy. <laughs> All right, Al. Um, with a myriad of plot to obviously connect from the um, premiere to the finale, where should we start? Uh, all right. Well, you know, I only have one that okay. I could think of to try to guess. So I'll I'll go ahead and start with that. Um, in the first episode, uh, and you actually called this out in your intro, so that was great. Kristen gets her badge to become a field agent. Mm -hmm. um, in the season finale, um, we don't see her out in the field doing any field agent stuff. What do you think happened? Well, okay. So, let's look at what we know about Kristen. Um, she forgets to take her gun places. And she's got that super uh, TV tech where she can zoom in and enhance things. Um, so, I think... And tell me if, uh, uh, if you have a better idea. Obviously, we'll discuss it. But... Uh, on her second mission out, she put her gun down and lost it. <laughs> and she's using those computers to zoom and enhance all of New York uh, to try to find that gun again. 
All right. Okay. So then she was found out. Like she was trying to hide it. And then someone yeah. found out that she was using resources to find the lost gun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think maybe someone ended up at, like taking the gun and using it? Uh, yeah. But someone who's obviously very important to the plots. Um, I, maybe it was uh, Maggie and she wanted to keep it secret for Chris. And that's why she's not in the finale. She's off hiding it somewhere else. So people will think it's stolen. Or no. So no one will ever find the evidence that she lost it. And it got destroyed? Because <laughs> that's the... As I'm saying it, that's the opposite of what she wants in our scenario. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you okay, think Maggie to remember. Sorry, so... Chris? <laughs> Maybe, maybe okay. she was the one who. Yeah, she she could have like made it easier to, for for Chris to to lose the the gun. <laughs> or Maggie, no. All right, here it goes. Okay. Well, all right. Maggie stole the gun as a prank, and it just got completely out of hand. And she knows <laughs> that Chris is searching all of New York on these cameras, and that's why Chris had to leave the city. With the gun, so she's not <laughs> caught for the prank, because she's really committed. She... Alright, yeah, I mean, if she's that committed... <laughs> she she takes her job very seriously, mm-hmm. and as long as the gun isn't found, then they can't also blame Kristen. Yeah. I assume. Yeah, okay. Alright, okay. So let me let me write that down so that we remember uh, at the end when we're summarizing. All right. But, uh, okay. You think she? Because she is, if I remember correctly. So Maggie, uh, was is OA's partner. Um, yeah. and she is in the finale. They said that she is undercover, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. OA, Do you think okay, maybe... Omar, mm-hmm. uh, can't yes. know where she is apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes sense. All right. Yeah. Uh, you don't want a chance him showing up and blowing your cover or something. Uh, mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I wonder if she kept it as like a good luck charm too. Well, I, I mean, mean she's that like, was yeah, my I've first question so is where is Maggie? We can keep talking about this because <clears throat> I'm sure there were multiple episodes covering where she is in the world, right? Where do you think Maggie's undercover? And yeah, uh, and is she keeping the gun as a good luck charm? <laughs> okay, well, all right. So, you know, we we had said or that we we both know that this finale episode was part of a crossover. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how you found out, but I found out accidentally by going to Wikipedia's page to like find out when the episode uh, aired, which um. I think it's happened like every time we do these, I find something out accidentally <laughs> by looking at that page. So I got to find some some other way to avoid spoilers. Um, um, my recommendation: but, uh, use IMDb. Yeah, actually, that's probably a good idea. Right. <laughs> it doesn't load Wikipedia so much faster, but all right, that's that's fair. That's a better idea. All right. Um, so we do know that because this was a crossover episode, mm-hmm. or 
part of the season. I, I think there were multiple crossover season, episodes in the season. <clears throat> so I think that she was on one of the other FBI shows. I'm thinking she was on FBI International. Okay, then let's um, dig into FBI International, Al. Where in the world is Maggie and why? <laughs> I, basing this from just the two episodes we watched, this show is like about like at least 75% Islamophobia, which is an important um, message or an important thing to keep our focus on and stuff. Um, so I assume she is dealing with the same type of stuff, but in like... I'm not going to go over Middle Eastern country. I'm going to say she's in England. She's in London. Um, <laughs> dealing with Islamophobia. Uh, and also eating fish and chips and having to deal with strange foreign customs like tea time. <laughs> uh, probably complaining about everyone driving on the wrong side of the road. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um I think this Maggie person, who we didn't get a lot of in the first episode, she just disarmed a bomb, which is great, awesome. Uh, she also she's a boxer, mm-hmm. yeah, we know her. that. Um, mm-hmm. she's also a prankster, and she hates foreign customs. I think she's a boomer white man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when when you're writing a show like this, uh-huh. you need to put specific personas into a different body. So that way people are like, oh, it's it's okay. We're all similar. And um, yeah, I think that's that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, May also going through a divorce. Um, left the country so she, she doesn't have to deal with her wife, who's probably in the wrong about the divorce because she won't let her have fun. I'm just like comparing her to a, a white male stereotype. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, that, that yeah. makes sense. Um, except maybe she has an actual bed. She doesn't, like, sleep in an unfurnished apartment that only has, a like, a love seat sofa. Yeah, that did look like... I mean, the, she was sitting on her doorstep, Omar, in that first episode. Uh, and it seemed like a nice, expensive house. Unless she pretends she lives there and actually lives, like, around the corner in a small uh, how, uh, room she's renting from someone else. <laughs> And that's where her wife is and kids. <laughs> uh, it's just so sad. She goes there to, you know, off of a uh, off of muscle memory, right? Like, oh, I'm walking home. You end up at the wrong place. Oh, I don't live here anymore. Yep. Exactly. Has to stop at the liquor store on the way home. Drinks most of the bottle by the time she gets home. Yep. It's making it's making a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that taking up like half the season for this one character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, so um, so yeah, so Maggie's in uh, London. Um, I bet there's a scene where they're halfway over the Atlantic in the plane, and she bursts open the door and completely, completely decompress, so she can drop the gun out the door, so she can't be um tagged for the prank. <laughs> she tosses it out. There's got to be an easier way to lose a gun on an airplane, right? Nope. Nope. I can't think of a way. Okay, nope. You, you she somehow to, got to open she, the door. <laughs> she somehow got the gun on the plane. Because um, mm-hmm. the even the law enforcement in uh, England doesn't use guns. 
So she can't bring it to England. She has to lose it halfway between. <laughs> okay. All right. Got it. So now she, did she do this with her own body strength? Like she was strong enough to open this uh, vacuum sealed door that's like hundreds of pounds of pressure due to well, yeah, man. the she's, altitude? She's like a, 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 okay. I mean, she's a middle-aged white man. Come on. <laughs> Who boxes? Right. Uh, that's right. That's right. They exercise <laughs> regularly. So obviously they're incredibly strong. Yep. 80% the strength of the Hulk. Okay. I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I think we have where Maggie is mm-hmm. in London. All right. Yeah. I think that works. Uh, what do you think is her undercover mission, really? Like, what is she What is she really trying to, to do? So it takes her to London, but it's obviously connected with the United States government. It's federal. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume... Hmm. I mean, what do you think? Oh boy. Uh well, that's that's a good question. I mean, you know, you, you would I think you'd already hit something on on the head about uh this show really dealing with a lot of Islamophobia because that mm-hmm. just kept coming up in the two episodes that we watched. So, and also considering who the main character is, Agent OA, like I imagine it's a a regular thing that that pops up on the show. Um so, yeah, she's probably doing something with um probably stopping uh middle eastern terrorists in london because the again as you mentioned um you know boomer white guy uh mm-hmm. character right that's that's her spirit animal <laughs> right um she thinks she's helping but in reality she's just making it worse societally like I, I feel like maybe that's what how the writers wanted to write that character or mm-hmm. she okay. has to infiltrate a mosque in england so obviously they choose someone who's gonna let you know just fit right in an american white woman who acts like an american white man um and she has to like become part of the community there uh, to find out who the terrorists are, but she un- she starts understanding the plight of um the Muslim people in a Western country. So when she comes back next season to rejoin OA, uh, she really does understand where he's coming from. She gets adopted into a family. Um, she converts most likely. Mm-hmm. It's all making okay. sense to me. <laughs> I I mean I I like what you said way way more than uh what i said so i'm just i only wrote down what you said by the way as far as our our notes <laughs> so just just a heads up on that one okay <laughs> all right uh cool so that's that's three plot lines um i cannot think of any more uh tony do you have any other plot line ideas yeah so um the first episode's about um the uh the terrorist bombing of the t- restaurant and uh, kind of like the backlash and the Islamophobia and all um, and how Islamic people feel in America, especially New York post 9-11, even though this is still 18 years after 9-11. Um, and then the last one is an Indian person who is mistaken <laughs> by multiple people as a Muslim person um, being killed uh, in this whole 
drug lord thing from growing out of Chicago. These are obviously connected in a terrible web of crimes that have been happening throughout the series, culminating in the death of uh, Amon and um, and Lucas and all the other people. Uh, how are those two crimes connected, Al? Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Well, sorry, which which first? What was the first crime? The the bombing of the restaurant or the yeah. attempted bombing of Central Park? The first crime was the bombing of uh, the restaurant, and then okay, so the, the very yeah. first crime and the very last crime. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we can rope in the bombing attempt by the imam and those two kids in uh, Central Park mm. because it's all connected. Mm. Hashtag is well, I ever everything is connected. Um, if you just in the Dick really Wolf verse, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I think that this is a multi season story arc. Okay, um, these are people trying to target. Uh, Agent Oa, which I keep forgetting what his full name is, but that's what he introduces himself as. So his name his name is Omar. I know that because they say that in the first, like one of the early lines, um, of oh. the first episode. <laughs> that's that's how I wrote his name down. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Yeah, in the in the second episode, he like he said that name. His he said Ao or Oa a, a few times. So like, all right, well that's what I'm writing down. Okay. That's the only one I'll remember. Um, <laughs> so bad with names. Um. So I think that this is a multi-season story arc mm-hmm. culminating in yet another crossover, but this is like a big crossover amongst three different shows. Um, and this is probably something that'll happen in, I'm sure, season three, the end of season three, yeah. um, which uh, is not a thing we'll look up because, you know, we might watch season three at some point. Yeah, um, or but, or uh, watch the season of another one of these shows, possibly, during the crossover. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to be framed for something. Um, oh. Very likely, um, the other FBI agent in the uh, first episode, the premiere, uh, whose name I forgot, uh, Joseph? Joseph. Joseph, yes. Yeah, him. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be the one who uh, blames OA for something. And mm. I think that he started setting uh, up some stuff to frame him for things. And then uh, that's when we will also get the uh, crossover with the law and order side, um, mm-hmm. which I'm just going to look at the handful of different types of law and order shows that exist. And I don't think any of them fit. So let's just say law and order like base, the new one that just got rebooted this past a ah. uh, few months. Mm-hmm. I thought there was like law and order hate crime. There is, but he's, ah, hmm. because I, right. mean, I mean, both of these were hate I, crimes. I, or that more considered true, yes, hate crimes for tar- <laughs> That's true, but if they were targeting him uh, to frame him, would uh, he be... Well, I guess if he was doing a, a hate crime against another protected group of people... Uh, mm-hmm. Right? That's not the phrase. It's not protected. It's a... Uh... Minority? I actually don't know the phrase. Yeah, minority. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, minority class, I think is what it's... I think is the phrase. Anyway, um, just just not someone who's a majority something majority religion minority race mm-hmm. etc right uh I, I think that's how that is i'm guessing anyway uh 
don't ever come to me for legal advice. Uh, <laughs> I won't. Unless your plan is to do the exact opposite. So, <laughs> and even then, like, you're still 50-50. <laughs> Um, do you think um, that I'm, the person who's uh, framing OA is part as like the Moriarty of this universe who's pulling the strings of the crimes in all of the shows? Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. Um, so and I do think that this is a character who's in this show in FBI. Um, so I don't remember his name because I didn't write it down. Um, but who was that guy who was like in the FBI office who was like leading stuff. He was the, the one with the earpiece and he was yelling stuff at everyone. Yeah. He, the one with the stuff. goatee. Um, his, <laughs> his character name, his first name is Jubal. Mm-hmm. I know because I did not know where they were calling him and I had to put on sub- subtitles. So his name is Jubal. <laughs> Don't know his last name. Don't even know his, his role because it seems like, the person who like did the press conference was in charge of that area. <laughs> yeah, she yeah, she's in charge. Um, I think he's more like organizer. Like, okay, this is the big case that we need to all research. Mm-hmm. And so he's the like he tells everyone to go do stuff. And when they have information, they go to him. And then when it matters, he brings it to someone. Or when okay. there's like three people who have brought up information that all relates then he gives that to some i i'm thinking it's something like that so like probably assistant director to the director of this branch of the fbi maybe Maybe. i don't i don't know if directors is what i would go with i'm thinking like something with investigation like definitely something on the investigative side i don't know if he's like a leader per se uh he's more of a coordinator yeah yeah something to that effect yeah. So since he's used I, I to coordinating the FBI, he's also coordinating all these crimes across across New York, Chicago, and international. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm buying it. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm assuming that's what's happening. She, he is secretly evil. Uh, that goatee looked like an evil goatee. Very much like Spock in uh, the Mirror Universe. Oh, oh wait, wait! Is Star Trek also in some way a Dick Wolfiverse? Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. Okay. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's not a prediction because mm, I don't, I don't know if I put enough thought into that one being uh, true. Uh, what is I forget um, his name? The uh, so there's an actor who plays someone in the original Law and Order. Um. He's like he's the old guy with the sunglasses, and um, he he's played that character in a bunch of different things, like as that character, um, and he's just showed up in other stuff too, like um, Arrested Development as that that person. Uh, um, Sam Waterston is uh, who you're talking about, um, I believe. Is that the character or the actor? The actor, uh, Jack McCoy, okay. is the character. Looking it up. Um, yeah, there is a whole theory, like, these people have shown up in X-Files, and some people have shown up on Cheers, and, like, there's a bunch of different shows that they're all in the same universe. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I assume they're all part of the Dick Wolfiverse. <laughs> 
Yeah, the, I mean, those theories are always fun to entertain for like a little bit, right? Like, oh, it's kind of fun. But then the show needs to do its own thing. You're like, all right, nope, never mind. Uh, and now for this season premiere, they need to nuke Seattle. And there goes Frasier. Uh, but Frasier's <laughs> still got another season. So now they're no longer in the same uh, universe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking. I've looked up the, the wolf universe. <laughs> Which All right, how, how crazy does this get? All right. Oh, I bet. Is is it more than just those three franchises, FBI, Law & Order, and Chicago? Yes. A lot of stuff oh, that's been oh, canceled. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. Shows in Russia, where they've crossed over, shows in Paris, Law & Order UK, um, Cold Justice, Sex Crimes, uh... <laughs> Inside the FBI, New York. Um, Tony, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I need to take a step back. When you said cold justice, sex crimes, is that one show or two? Oh, one show. Cold justice, cold okay. justice, colon, sex crimes. Okay, I'm, I'm guessing cold justice is its own franchise of, of shows, maybe. Similar to uh, Law and Order. Possibly, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. Anyway, so I think we've we've got what we can get out of FBI. <laughs> oh, thank God. All right. <laughs> All right. Um. Cool. So so we're good there. Let's uh let's wrap up um and re- review our our plot findings of what we found. Mm-hmm. Sound good? That sounds good to me. Okay. So we've. All right, so we found a total of four different plots. Uh, the first one was around um, Agent Kristen, who in the first episode gets her badge to become a field agent, and in the finale, she is not doing agent stuff in the field. So why? What happened there? We assume that she lost her gun um, just out in the public, um, and she spent a lot of time trying to find it instead of doing her actual job. Um, essentially, got in trouble for that. Um, this also was related to other agent maggie who um actually had her gun but took it with her uh, as part of a, a prank uh, but now she's doing her undercover work in uh in london as part of fbi international uh, and she is doing this upper undercover mission to uh infiltrate a um uh oh i did not write that down um oh never mind i wrote it down in a different spot <laughs> okay Sorry, it's not like I just wrote all this down, you know, a few minutes ago. I, I did it a few minutes ago. Um, so her mission is to infiltrate a mosque to find terrorists because she is uh, essentially a a uh, boomer white man <laughs> who doesn't trust anyone. But by the time that's done, we're sure that she'll have learned and, and grown um, and maybe will no longer be divorced by the end. Uh, we did talk about that, but, you know, it's... If this is a, a character's journey sort of thing, that might happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, um, Jubilee. I, 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 I don't remember the guy's name. <laughs> Jubal. So close. Jubal frames Agent OA. <laughs> he, he frames, uh, he sets up everything. He's so used to organizing uh, information within the FBI that he organizes all of the crimes to frame Agent OA uh, in something that culminates in season three that we uh will not be watching anytime soon 
right. Yeah. Tony, how confident are you in these plots that we found on a scale of one to ten? How, how close do you think? I mean, a solid four. <laughs> I'm a solid four. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I I would take that. I'm I'm <laughs> I would be proud of that number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how we would rate it on a scale of one to ten, um, but I think that's fair. Forty percent of something. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's still, you get 40% um, a grade, it's still an F. So anyway, <laughs> mm-hmm. Al, how likely are you to revisit the FBI show or even the FBI universe? Oh, that that's not going to happen. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, this show is just not for me. I, I didn't care about the characters at all. Uh, I didn't care about it's 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 episodic it's hmm. i don't i don't need to watch this uh <laughs> um, i will i will give it that in the the premiere they did throw a curveball at us where uh they they catch the bad guy and mm-hmm. then there's still like 30 minutes left in the yeah. show and then they have to catch another bad guy like okay you know what that was that was something that was changed it but then we get to the finale and it was uh very um formulaic again of mm-hmm. exactly how you expect that show to go um if i'm ever in the mood for a show like that i'm sure i could find something else i just did not care how about you yeah i'm unless the show makes us watch <laughs> a show like this again <laughs> i'm probably not going to watch mm-hmm. it um yeah it's just not my type of show it's i don't care I like I didn't get to know the characters enough to care about them, and I definitely don't care about the crimes. So, unless, I might watch the finale when it's revealed that Jubal is the mastermind between, behind every crime in New York and Chicago. But other than that, and I have to know what episode is ahead of time. So probably unlikely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, before we move on and sign off, let's see what our next show is. I'm going to put a little asterisk on this one. If it lands on the FBI or Chicago show, we're not doing two of those in a row. <laughs> Which we have yeah, a few good, more of those on our good. list. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because there are so many of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, clicking it. Wheel of Randomness, turn, turn, turn. What show will we live through? We're going to watch... Okay! We're going to watch Taxi. The 70s uh, sitcom. Oh, okay. The uh, TV show from 1978 to 1983. Mm. So that's a, a handful of seasons. Okay. Um, let's see. Of the 114 episodes that aired, there were a total of five seasons. Uh, now, we tend not to do the first season just because of, uh, you know, pilots give you a lot of the... Uh, info for the uh, the characters so mm-hmm. between seasons two through five what are you thinking we do tony i well let's see we did season two this time i think we should do mm-hmm. season four season four okay sounds yeah. good to me so um well let's uh let's close out with that all right everyone uh f- join us uh next week um we, we will be covering season four of the uh late 1970s early 1980s uh hit tv show taxi uh, in the meantime follow us on twitter uh we are at the plot finders uh if you are listening on our mcu rewind feed uh feel free to follow us or to subscribe to our show uh on our uh feed for this actual show uh the plot finders so just go ahead and uh open up your 
app that you use to find podcasts and uh, search for us there. It should be up by then because the uh, it usually takes a, a week or so for the uh, the feeds to to get propagated everywhere. Um, and if you are listening uh, to us on this the the proper plot finders feed, um, you know you can also listen to our MCU Rewind show. You know that's that's an option too. So just yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, if there's a TV show that you think we should watch. Uh, let us know. We probably won't get around to it in this first um, season of us doing this because we're doing all of these ahead of time without telling anyone, which might have been a bad idea. I don't know yet. We'll we'll figure that out <laughs> later. Uh, and one of these days, I will write an actual outro for this. Until then, it's been a blast. Da 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 da. Plot finders.